Hello my friend, welcome to Amazingly Autistic with Bailey Shea. I am so glad you're on this podcast journey with me today, or this first time with me, or you've been with me since the beginning, or you donate, or you don't donate, or how much you donate. You know, all those things don't matter because the bottom line is, regardless of all those things, you've taken time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. And for that, I am very, very grateful, and that makes you a VIP in my sight. Let's talk about special interest. Special interests are when someone with autism has a very intense focus on a certain subject or subjects. It could be more than one. And that's what that word for that is. Now, I've noticed that a lot in my life. Ever since I was a kid, I'd be completely obsessed with a certain subject, you know, a certain person whatever the subject might be. I would want to learn everything about it. I thought about it a lot. That's always how I've been. I would go through phases where I would do that. And it was one after another. Ever since I was a kid, I could remember. And I finally found out there was a word for it you know, a couple of years ago when I started digging into you know, more learning more about autism and being less ashamed of it. Because you know, autism is nothing to be ashamed of really. It's just something that someone is born with, develops, whatever you believe. There's nothing you can really do about it so might as well you know, be okay with it. Or work as hard at being okay with it as you can. It's very hard to do that though. And it'll take a while. Trust me on that. And people have the right to feel however they want to feel about their autism. That is perfectly okay. And it should be okay. And I've noticed that you know, a lot of autism parents talk about their kid being obsessed with a certain character or a certain TV show, like wanting to watch it every single day on loop on their you know, TV or iPad or whatever it is they might have. So it's a very, very common autistic trait, as well as you know, a lot of rep- repetitive behaviors in general. Stimming is part of you know, repetitive behaviors, but where special interest in stimming kind of go hand in hand is the fact that a lot of people with autism will put a certain TV show or certain TV series, song, what have you on repeat. And this kind of engaging their special interest while being a form of stimming at the same time. And that's the first time I ever thought about it that way really. So, stimming and special interests kind of do go hand in hand sometimes. Not for all people with autism, but for some people with autism. Hmm. My special interests personally are music, sports, and anything with you know, wheels on it, like you know, skateboards, bikes, cars. Which kind of ties into sports because a lot of sports involve you know, things with wheels, methods of transportation like cars, you know, racing is a sport, skateboarding is a sport, figure skating is a sport, 
roller skating, roller blading, you know, all those are sports. So it, it come hand in hand pretty much. And that can also have to do with how I was raised because growing up, I was on bikes and skateboards, things of that nature, always outside doing things like that. And my family, a lot of people in my family were really into cars, so I was around that when I was a child. So that's part autism and part environment. <laughs> Just autism kind of helped take it to a next level. so to speak and my other one is any kind of TV show that is crime related I used to love to watch trials on court TV when I was a little kid I would I always would watch shows like forensic files cops live PD anything related to that I would watch and I would get stuck on certain series like cops or Forensic files, and I get to the point where my brain got stuck on that, you know, one or two series, and it's kind of hard for me to branch out. Which is a funny thing because there are other shows besides those that are related to that subject, but sometimes it's hard to get, you know, off a certain series or even certain episodes for that matter. You watch my YouTube history and you'll probably see a lot of videos related to not only that subject but to my other special interests being played over and over. <laughs> that is a very very common theme in autism uh, to be stuck on one thing like that. One your movie, TV show, song. Now when it comes to music especially I can have that main special interest, but I can have a more specific special interest within that. It could be a certain artist. When I was little, it was Dolly Parton. Anything about her, any of her music, I was all about it. I loved me some Dolly. I wanted blonde hair and big boobs and I grown up and I was like, you know, God, you can give me some boobs and blonde hair <laughs> and I grow up, I'll be perfectly happy. <laughs> I wanted to look like her whole nine. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I would even sign my, any uh, cards I would give someone, I would sign Dolly. Yeah, <laughs> I'd sign, I would, in my kindergarten handwriting, <laughs> I would sign Dolly. <laughs> like, people are going to really think that's from Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> That's how obsessed I was with Dolly Parton when I was like when I was a kid. <laughs> Anything related to that you know, artist, I would always be about it. Other artists that have been your special my special interest, you know, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I would you know try to learn to do his accent and stuff and. When I was in school, I used to try and do his accent, and apparently I was pretty good at it. It'll make the kids laugh, the other kids laugh and stuff. Of course, I could only say certain words because he you know, cusses sometimes. But then again, can't understand him, so I was like, <laughs> yeah. 
But I wasn't supposed to cuss in school, so I would clean up, you know, whatever it was that he would say or what have you. And I don't talk like, like this. <laughs> I can't do it now, but <laughs> I haven't even done accents and stuff in a while, so I kind of got to brush up on it. But I used to love to you know, do that when I was in school, make kids laugh. <laughs> I got a reaction out of it, so I would do it. <laughs> so, not only it benefited me having that special interest, but it benefited other people in a way. It made them laugh, made them smile, made their day. <laughs> Can't complain about that. And my other one, my more most recent one, has been Ted Nugent. And that one, while it's mostly Ted Nugent's kind of branched off to any artist that has been inspired with, by him, worked with him, toured with him, any music act that he's been involved with, like, you know, Damn Yankees, you know, if you're familiar with that, you know, 80s hair band, Tommy Shaw, um, Jack Blades, and Christian... Chris uh, uh, Bartoloni? I can't forget his name. Forget his first name. Oh, I gotta love this. The name's on the tip of my tongue. I can't really get it out. <laughs> uh, Bartoloni, that's his last name. But, whatever. <laughs> that group, you know, I'm a big fan of them because of his involvement with them. Any artist that has toured with them, Skid Row, Kiss, well, not so much Kiss as the others, really like Skid Row, and there were a couple others that toured with him too. Mostly Skid Row is one that I'm the biggest fan of, that I follow the most. Sebastian Bach, which is lead singer for Skid Row, or was anyway. I don't know. I forget who it is now. <laughs> and I would learn about them just like I did and my others. You know, now I could go on Wikipedia and look up stuff about them. And probably memorize a bunch of facts about them. I'd be in the car and you know, one of their songs would come on the radio. I'd be like, did you know that so-and-so sung for Ted Nugent? Or so-and-so used to play guitar for so-and-so. I would have, you know, line up in the years they were with who, you know, memorized practically. Now I tell my parents or whoever's with me at the time, did you know that Derek St. Holmes left Ted Nugent's band and then he returned in 1980-something? I would give them all kinds of random trivia about the artists and whatnot. And a lot of people, you know, they are quite entertained by it. They enjoy it. They think it's cool the fact that I memorize these things. They're like, I didn't know that. I learned something new today. So, very rarely have people given me any crap over me you know, talking about my special interests. 
me info dumping on people. Only like one time has anyone really gotten tired of it. One time I would I was completely obsessed with Wayne Gretzky when I was in my preteen years. Any team he was on I would follow any team that he used to be on I would be interested in. Any books about him I would read. And I would you know, talk a lot about that and there was one moment where my parents kind of got tired of it and asked me to talk about something else but that's rarely happened and the most part you know they don't care about you know hearing about my special interest constantly they've grown they got used to it they really have and they really actually enjoy it a lot of people actually enjoy hearing the info dump on people I did a previous podcast episode on info dumping. And over the years, I've kind of learned the cues that tell me that people are getting tired of what I'm talking about. Like your facial expressions, things of that nature. I've kind of gotten to where I could read that better than I used to. It's something that I had to learn over the years that not everyone likes to hear about a certain subject constantly. But I'm super glad that people just are used to it. They're just used to that being an aspect of my life. And that's how I am. Is I'm going to talk about these things quite often. (laughs) And they kind of laugh about it sometimes too. (laughs) So it's not really a bad thing. And a lot of parents ask the question, not to me directly, but they ask to other people, is it a problem that my child is having a special interest or intensely focused on something? It is not a problem unless it gets to a point where your child is not you know, taking a bath or doing their chores or doing their homework. Is not you know, going to a bed to bed at an appropriate hour. Then you might need to intervene and redirect them. A good way to teach your child how to turn their brain off off better is using first then visualizations. A lot of social stories too will help with that. Do have if you have to have like a, a board or something where it illustrates the first we do our chores because we need a clean house and that's you know, very important and we need clean clothes then we participate in whatever special interest is or whatever else the child wants to do. First then can help a lot in that situation and it can help the child learn how to self talk and self rationalize things like that sometimes you know my mind will get stuck on a certain 
something. It's called perseverations. And a lot of times it can be related to the special interest. And sometimes they might not be. But for the most part, they generally are. And it would be like, I have to find out this information about this music artist, for example. I have to watch this documentary before I go to bed. And it gets to where my mind will be stuck on that. And to get it unstuck, here's what I do. I think to myself, I need sleep. Because I have to get up and on time so I can get ready on time to get to work on time. And I hate being late, don't I? Because I absolutely hate being late. In order to not be late, we have to do these things at this time. And in order to do those things, you have to get up on time and be well rested. So sleep is more important. And you have all day, all the rest of the day to engage in your special interests. You have a certain time to do chores, to go to work, to do things that you absolutely have to do, and those are more important. So it's like a visualization in my head. A lot of people with autism, they're very logical, and they rely a lot on visual information. So it can help a lot to have a board that visualizes these things. Not that people with autism are stupid, because we're not, but we need that you know, visualization to make us you know, visualize it, kind of drill it into our heads better than you just hearing it. And we need to understand the logic behind you know why we have to do certain things at a certain time. That all being said, I will <laughs> see you in the next podcast, and God bless you. I love you, God bless, and good night. <laughs>